0: This is Talking Asset Management with KPMG. Today, we're talking about trends in structuring and audit activity for credit funds. Welcome back, everyone. This is uh, Pat Brooks, and this is our Talking Asset Management with KPMG. Uh, The last call we spent talking about the YA Global case and what it was and and why people should really be thinking about it. Uh, Today, Sam and I are going to talk a little bit more about the impact YA Global has on structuring but also what other structuring and trends we're seeing and also audit activity so sam maybe we can just start out talking about what what have people been doing as a result of this YA global case so it,
1: the the answer is probably not too much just yet people are nervous if you will about the case but probably more nervous about the audit activity that's going on right now it has been announced by the IRS as well, right, uh, that, that I'm, I think we're going to touch on in a minute. So if I had to pinpoint w- what what is motivating the, the, the credit fund community at large regarding federal tax, it's uh, probably a little bit less this case to date uh, and, and more probably some of the concerns
0: around the audit issues. Actually, now you just changed my agenda around a little bit since you already mentioned the IRS audit activity. What, what did the IRS announce? I mean, because this is something that at least with my clients are like, wow, wait a minute. What's the IRS going to be doing? So maybe you could just sort of summarize a little bit about what the IRS is uh, considering or what their thoughts are. Sure. We knew for some time that the IRS was looking at potentially launching a
1: campaign around, loan origination trying to determine what exactly is going on in the area and they, they actually did announce it with very little fanfare uh, within the actual uh, announcement but it showed up uh, on the irs website uh, showed up in the in the tax press uh, saying that they were looking into some issues around the, the trading safe harbor and they they clarified uh, in some of their public speaking that that they are interested in what's going on in the area of loan origination that they called it a "quote unquote" underserved area for their audit activities, and wanted to see if there's, you know, particular issues that that they should be focusing in on. What we've seen to date, uh, it's unclear whether that's actually part of the campaign or not, but we have seen a, an uptick in in activity where where agents are are asking. About loan origination in, in funds, how it's being done, what are the parameters being being you know followed in, in doing loan origination, where it could give rise to you know a, a potential U.S. taxation of non-U.S. persons, that that hasn't uh, uh, really progressed too much beyond the initial questioning stage, and we we we, we expect those questions to be re- revised further. And refined as, as they're trying to, to get their heads around what the industry is doing.
0: Yeah, what I was speaking to clients about, or what I have been speaking to clients about, is actually their guidelines. Um, yeah. And we'll get into some of the structures, but th- this seems to be, when, when people do season and sell structures in particular, they, they sort of have some guidelines that they have. And the IRS, I believe, is really trying to figure out, okay, what are those guidelines, and are people adhering to those guidelines?
1: So that's certainly been the the rumor and conjecture um, that that we've heard around this particular campaign is that the the IRS wanted to get access to the guidelines wanted to see whether those guidelines are being followed and, and as you say particularly within the so-called horizontal or, or affiliate season and sell space w- which as, as you you say Pat is is something that we we, we normally would see associated with with guidelines that, that are produced by you know the their, their US tax advisors so far, we haven't seen that be the, the the questions and the focus. And and when 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 asked, uh, the the IRS has 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 indicated to us they didn't they didn't really believe that that was the
0: the the you know the, the focus at least to date. Got it. So the when we talk about the IRS audit activity, and we 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 hear about this thing going on with credit funds, but. I, there's also two other spots that sort of impact funds. The first seems to be um, the increased activity to partners, uh, that the IRS has on partnerships in general. And the second one is the just foreign corporations themselves, right? I mean, we're sort of dealing with three different targets that are, are, can impact funds. But I'd, I'd add one to that
1: that, that is maybe is a subset. So we, we have the, certainly the BBA with, with increased partnership audit activity and the IRS saying that they're going to, to, to start looking more at, at – at, and we have seen increased audit activity with partnerships. Then we have coming up the new K2-K3 initiative, which basically breaks out all of your international stuff that you used to throw into footnotes on a K1 that was being reported out to, to investors – and there was no real way for for the IRS to dig down, perhaps with a computer or an algorithm, to figure out what was weird or what was being reported uh, uh, unusually that would w- warrant taking a, a, a you know pulling a, a return for audit. Uh, the, these are all being broken out now from an international perspective, and then, as you say, in addition, there there is a, a, an increased uh, interest in in auditing uh, foreign corporations just more generally determining what, what exactly is going on from an inbound perspective. We haven't seen that in the last dozen or years or so uh, as as IRS resources have been constrained. Now that we're seeing a little bit more budget for the IRS, we're seeing you know, a focus by the IRS on some of these inbound activities as well, we we certainly expect from all of those sides to 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 come together and, and potentially uh, you know, put more more, um, you know, more of an eye on what's going on in, in the loan origination space. You had
0: to drop the K two K three in this conversation. We are not <laughs> going to go down that path. That is, that is, that could be another two pod podcasts uh, outside of this. So we're not going to go down that rabbit hole right now. Yes. So Sam, the audit activity, a lot going on from a structure perspective though, and, and trends in structuring. What what are some of the things that you're 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 seeing from a structuring standpoint? What people are starting to is, is there anything new or um, something that people should be aware of
1: yeah so so we we're seeing a, a lot of you know we, we're seeing a trend uh, that that was was pretty hot in the last couple of years since tax reform reversing itself out and that was the trend to use more leverage blockers uh, and you know certainly when when corporate tax rates went down in, in 2017 to 21 percent from 35, at the federal level, there was a lot of interest in the ability to to use a, a, a blocker and your leakage was was rather low uh, and it was a pretty safe way to do things. And so a lot of people looked at doing that. But as as more and more money is piled in to uh, to, uh, you know, certainly foreign capital, that there's there's, you know, there's certainly a race between the different credit funds to determine the most effective way and the most tax efficient way to deploy that capital in the U.S., And oftentimes, a leverage blocker is not that entity. And in addition, when you're in a leverage blocker, you have risk of of the rates rising and that not necessarily being the best way to do it. So we certainly see people still doing season and sell structures, uh, a a lot of that, in fact, enhancing those season and sell structures. Uh, We're seeing still a lot of investors coming in through treaty investments, claiming that they do not have... A permanent establishment from their activities of including loan origination into the United States. Uh, that is, you know, uh, certainly becoming an increasingly large portion of the market. Uh, and uh, you know, again, there's still a lot of people that are doing uh, their their activities or 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 making sure that their activities conform with a more de minimis approach. That maybe they're they're not doing loan origination to start and. And prescribing their activities in a way that that you know they're they're not originating loans, they may be acquiring them or or not you know doing you know a,
0: a, a large amount of, of loan origination within some some you know guidance. It, it's it's interesting when you talk about sort of the de minimis or season and sell. Um, what I notice is that it because there's no there's very little guidance, if any guidance, there's this grayness. And when there's greatness, some people move more aggressively and some people get less aggressive. With the de minimis side of things, we heard about, uh, oh, five loans a year and, and all that kind of stuff and how many you know, loans you make a year. What are you seeing trends there? That's number one. And number two is on the 30, 60, 90 day holding period and season and sell. What, what are you seeing? And I'll, I'll see if it's consistent with what I've been seeing. So. <laughs> so I, I don't know that I want to be held to, to numbers on a, on a podcast. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't do that. But
1: what I will say is, is to answer your first question, absolutely. I think that there's been a general trend in the industry to push the the limits a little bit more as, as you know, um, there, there hasn't been a lot, if any, almost audit activity in this space. There certainly hasn't been a focus by the IRS in this. So when you look next door and you see that somebody's not getting in trouble for doing something a bit more aggressive, maybe the next time around you're going to consider the same thing. And so that, that, that certainly we've, we've had a hard time, you know, um, you know, trying to figure out where that line is, I'd say, for, for a number of years. And the entire community has been trying to figure that out. I think that that trend is probably reversing itself in the last six months or so as a result, certainly, of the white. Global case hanging over, but even more so because of this audit announcement. Uh, that that people have been saying, look, I, I think there's going to be a bit more, you know, audit activity in here. Do I want to be the person that is most aggressive uh, um, out in, in the market when when the IRS comes calling? And and everyone's really, you know, trying to figure out where where the line is, or at least
0: certainly where where the the market is to to try to analyze that. Yeah, I see uh, more clients. Historically, from where they even were before, which was generally conservative, to even more uh, with their attorneys leaning towards the direction of, hey, let's, let's not be as aggressive because it, it, it is a, an area that we don't know as much of what, what's going on until we see something come out like YA Global. So maybe the last part, uh, see if you know the answer to this question. When it comes to treaty structures… What is the one area that we see people sometimes ignore? So there's a question for you. See if you get it right, because I know one of you work <laughs> on a lot. What is something that you see people uh, maybe not ignore, but sort of get surprised about uh, when they're doing treaty structures? Uh, you know, there's a couple
1: of different places, but the the number one issue is definitely state and local tax.
0: Bam, right? you got it. It's-
1: yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, I passed the test. Yes. It's a, uh, um, you know, this is always surprising. The common way this is this is approached is someone comes in and says, "I want a treaty structure," and we we say, "Okay, well, you know," and they're like, "Yeah, I'm I'm sold on it. That's what I want." And I said, well, "You know," so we sit down and talk with them. We say, "Okay," and you know, you're going to potentially still pay state and local tax because the jurisdictions you're looking to to lend into or you have operations in don't. The, the, those those states don't follow the treaty position from a federal perspective, and, and and that oftentimes is a is a real surprise because sometimes it's the you know it's the fund setting up a separately managed account and the separately managed account owner is the one that's that's you know was all set on a treaty, but then when they run the numbers, it's it's not the best structure for them, uh, or um or they're just surprised by all the filings that might need to be done or the different different tax elements and. That, that is that is that that is usually just a – I'm just surprised at how many people are just completely surprised by the, the level of analysis that needs to go in to state and local tax piece of a, of a treaty structure.
0: Well, that, that's perfect, Sam. So I think for today we're good. We've covered audit activity. We've covered trends and structuring. Anything else you want to add to this, or do you think uh, uh, we're good to close out? Look, I,
1: I think the, the one thing I'll say is when you're looking at forming a credit fund – it, it's always a uh it's always starting from the beginning right because there's always something the manager wants there's always something the investors want your 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 particular um, your particular remit and the way that you're going about it is going to dictate your your particular structure and i've worked on uh, on a lot of structures not a single one of them is the
0: same so so you know there's a lot to think about as you're as you're going into it Fantastic, Samuel. Thank you so much for your time. Thank everyone else uh, for your time listening. uh, We're going to have our third podcast coming out sometime over the next month, which may cover updates on YA Global or other types of trends that we're seeing in the credit funds uh, industry. Thank you all very much for your time. Take care. Thank you for listening to Talking Asset Management with KPMG. Be sure to subscribe to this series and visit read.kpmg.us forward slash talking dash asset dash management for more information.